like we have another cover conspiracy on our hands. Let's roll out. Welcome back to Cover B. Welcome to Cover B. We about to get speculative. This is a special new type of episode yeah. called a cover spiracy. Yeah, this is going to be us talking about our assumptions and speculating on things related to... time. Yeah. Related to comics and casting and movies and... Other stuff? The moon landing... And we landed on the moon. I spoiled oh, well, it. Well, that one solved. So thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> to Cover Spiracy. Uh, yeah. So today we've been talking. I've been talking about this a lot with a lot of people lately, and That's true. so we wanted to do an episode on this, especially following up No Way Home. That said, I'll go ahead and preface and say that there are going to be No Way Home spoilers in this episode, so if you still haven't seen it and you still haven't been spoiled, um, then maybe don't listen to this episode right now. Just protecting you from No Way Home spoilers, because there's not really any way for us to have this discussion without going forward, uh, without having spoilers for, for No Way Home. Um, and also, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, but screw that movie. <laughs> if that movie gets spoiled i'm saving you a trip um it's true <laughs> anyway so we're gonna be talking today about our feelings and theories about how the marvel cinematic universe is going to get the x-men yes um it's going to happen it's true uh feige has already said it's going to happen uh but he's also kind of made mention that it's don't expect them soon, he's kind of said, which we'll talk about. But everyone knows that it's going to happen. Disney bought Fox. A lot of people believed it was because of the X-Men. It, it wasn't. wasn't. It's was because of a lot of other things. But they do get the X-Men in addition to that. So eventually the MCU is going to start seeing mutants come into play. And there's a lot of baggage there and a lot of buildup there. So the the conversation here today is how do we think it's going to happen? What do we think are the good and bad ways of doing it? Mm -hmm. um, we're not really going to deal in too much casting stuff, but we will kind of, we have a discussion that we had the other day that we were like, oh, that's perfect for an episode. Uh, kind of talking about the idea of bringing old people back. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit. As opposed to just being like, I think this person would be real handsome gambit. Um, <laughs> I don't care about any of that. But poor we'll... Channy Taters. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Channy Taters. Uh, but yeah, so we'll just kick it off. T, what do you think? How are we going to get the X-Men? What's <sighs> the plan here? What's the game? It's, I... Uh... All right, so in my opinion, there's a few ways they could do this, and I'm going to share what I think is the most likely way mm -hmm. for them to do this. Um, I think through some multiverse humbo mumbo jumbo, yeah. what's going to happen, and is not necessarily my favorite way for this to happen, but I think it's going to happen, is they are going to 
merge a bunch of the multiverses mm-hmm. in such a way that certain characters and actors yeah. from different multiverses are going to come in and be in the same universe. And I say this because we know for a fact that Patrick Stewart is like, yo, I'm coming back. You can't kick me out. I'm here for now. You can't stop me. I'm here for life. <laughs> I'm here. I am Patrick Stewart. I am Dr. Xavier. And so he he's like, I'm going to be Professor X until he's dead. So I have a feeling what's going to happen is we're going to get some actors from the original mm-hmm. set. We're going to get some actors from the secondary set. And they're going to kind of like pick and choose based on who was the most well-received. Mm-hmm. And like who's willing to come back and do stuff. Yeah, so... That's my thought. Let's let's break it down. Let's go let's go down to the nitty-gritty of the X-Men. And, you know, what does what is required for the X-Men to be a part of the MCU? And that's that I think is the big point because I was really hoping with No Way Home and here's the No Way Home spoilers that we would start dipping into some multiversal stuff. And we did. Yeah. We really, No Way Home seemed to have been a device by which the Marvel people at large were establishing what a multiverse is to people that might not necessarily have watched Into the Spider-Verse or really grasped the concept from kind of like brief mentions or brief allusions to it in other Marvel projects. You know, we know for a fact that Doctor Strange, the next Doctor Strange movie, is literally called The Multiverse of Madness. It's going to be all about the multiverse. Which is good. And, you know, looking at these two projects back-to-back, No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness, two very big multiversal projects, and Scarlet Witch finally coming into her own as a reality-altering person and having the Darkhold in her possession. Right. I was like, okay, this is how we're going to start getting these things. This is how we're going to get... Characters that kind of didn't make sense to introduce before. This is how we're going to get the X-Men and by extension mutants, which I'll talk about uh, briefly because I think the separation of the two is going to kill the value. Um, This is how we're going to get that. You know, stuff's going to start leaking in and this is how we're going to get that. Right. And it was supported. That idea was supported by the fact that we had Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU. Right. Then No Way Home ends, and everything's basically back to normal. They it did seems that thing we be... hate. They put all the toys yeah. back in the toy box. It seems to be establishing a few things that are cool things. Namely, it's establishing the plot of Multiverse of Madness, wherein Doctor Strange doing this spell has effed up the multiverse right? and needs to figure that out. It also establishes a more street-level Spider-Man, which we haven't had in the MCU yet. Yeah. Because the Spider-Man we got was instantly an Avenger. Yeah. And was, you know, his first movie was Vulture and that was cool. But it still felt like, you know, he was getting all this Stark tech and all this support from Tony Stark. And, you know, the second movie he was gallivanting around the world fighting Mysterio and these big elementals and stuff. And then he went to space and fought Thanos. And, you know, it... I got those out of order, but you know what I mean. And um, he's been supported by Tony Stark since his very first appearance, and immediately being in the grasp of Stark tech. 
yeah. means that you have a more you have a grander Spider-Man yeah. than you have the and like so, I made my own suit and I'm swinging around yeah. Brooklyn. So like, now here we are back to a Spider-Man who's wearing just a cloth suit that he made himself. He doesn't have an AI that's activating instant kill mode and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's back to grassroots Spider-Man and I think that's cool. What I don't like is that everything just went back to normal. We got yep. nothing out of it. The mid-credits stinger sent Venom back to his universe. It did, yeah. Uh, we got a little piece of the suit, so maybe we'll get a black suit Spider-Man and stuff. But it's like, it just felt, it felt like a waste. Because, in my opinion, going back to this question of what's required to bring the X-Men in, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Absolutely. You know, and it all stems back to what they were doing with the Inhumans. <sighs> they, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they introduced the Terrigen Mists, and everyone was getting turned into, not everyone, but a bunch of people were getting turned into Inhumans. The Terrigen got into the water, and so, like, fish and water supplies were tainted with Terrigen. So anybody, even if you didn't inhale the mist, anybody eating a, you could go to a McDonald's and get a fish filet sandwich and eat it, and then suddenly you're in a cocoon, and when you wake up, you're, like, pooping fire. And... That's a terrible power. <laughs> sucks man um anyway you like they they were developing the world that hates and fears but towards inhumans right you know and then the inhumans movie happened it was a huge production debacle they ruined their own chance of having an Inhumans thing. It was so bad. And it wasn't a movie, I guess it was a show, but it was so they bad. put it on IMAX screens and they they messed with it and had too many cooks in the kitchen and stuff and it was just a nightmare. Like it was awful. Look up all the like <laughs> drama surrounding that series. Don't it, watch it. Don't blame <laughs> don't blame strictly the guy who the showrunner, like just it, there were a lot of people involved that messed up this this chance. So bad. And so that all that buildup through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all that buildup kind of suggesting certain things and just to go to nothing. Yep. And it was very obvious that they were setting this up to be the X-Men. Yeah. Because at the time, they didn't have Fox. Right. And I don't think they really had a prospect of getting Fox. So even in the comics, you see them really pushing the Inhumans and trying to, like, make the Inhumans the next thing. We had all kinds of young Inhumans gallivanting around we had teams entirely based around inhumans and the x-men were greatly partitioned for a long yeah. time in the comics like you had their individual teams but they were not commingling with yeah. the rest of the the marvel universe in the comics for a while and like, was it also, was very isolated there was also the time period where they had a lot of shakeup in the x-men uh cyclops was a renegade and crazy cyclops emma i think magic a few other people had their powers were kind of wonky from being connected to the Phoenix during the Avengers versus X-Men thing. Professor X was a bit Prof of a butthole. Professor X was <laughs> dead. Um, he was just dead, dead. So he didn't exist. You had the new X-Men coming in. Like the young X-Men got brought in with all new X-Men. And immediately their team kind of got split up because Cyclops went and hung out with his dad for a little while. Yeah. And Wolverine was dead. So you had Old Man Logan, you had X-23 stepping in the Wolverine. Yeah, X-23 Wolverine, was Wolverine at the time. Uh, mantle. And so there was a lot of shakeup in the X-Men. And like you said, they were very partitioned. They didn't do a lot with the Everybody main else. story arcs 
even when we saw big events happen, like the secret, uh, secret wars and secret empire and stuff like that happened, the X Men didn't do a whole lot, didn't get a whole lot of involve. Even in, in even in uh, War of the Realms, they had like their own little special, yeah. and then they were not participatory with everybody else. And to be fair, War of the Realms was a bit <laughs> later, and it was toward the tail end of. The partitioning. The before Hickman times. <laughs> um, which, you know, now we're in the, the Hickman times, the Krakoa times. Yeah. And it they're going hard on X-Men again. Mm-hmm. And so it's they're building, putting the building blocks there. But anyway, it was very obvious they were making the Inhumans their X-Men. Yes. Both from what was happening in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show and the world around it. Yep. And the Inhuman show. They were trying to get to a point where it was going to be people fighting to protect a world that hated and feared them. Yep. And that's the token that you need to be able to get the X-Men. Yes. And that's why this is such a complex issue. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Because, and why they need to really lean into this multiversal stuff. Because we've had nearly two decades worth of movies, if not more. Yeah, it's been a long time. 2000... I'm going to look up when the first X-Men movie was. Well, the first when was Iron Man? That's where we're going off of. Because oh, yeah. I know it was a fifteen-year arc up to the end of Endgame, but it's been a few Man. years since well, nearly two decades worth. Two thousand eight. Yeah, so nearly two decades worth of movies. Yeah, and no mention of mutants. Yeah. No mention of X Men. You know, they've already nothing. They've already had to justify a superhero team not doing anything during Thanos. We can't have them justifying another one. Being like, why didn't the X-Men help with Thanos? You know? Yeah. There was a big theory for a long time that after the blip, people were going to start exhibiting powers. And that was going to be how we got our mutants. That doesn't seem to have happened. No, they haven't introduced that at all. That's the issue. Is that we have post-blip stuff. We have these post-kind of big event things happening. No one's mentioning mutants. Yeah. There's no mutant fear. And so... It's all well and good if they want to dip into the multiverse and then just grab a bunch of mutants and bring them in and be like, surprise, X-Men. But do the X-Men still have value when you take all the social context away from the X-Men? I mean, by doing that, they would have to be very particular about what X-Men they bring in because so many of the X-Men are predicated on the hatred and fear that surround them. Cyclops... I mean, as a child, the situation that he was in Mm -hmm. helped form him as a person. Magneto, you can't have it all because his entire existence is predicated on the parallel between him and him and mutant kind and the Holocaust. You can't have Mm -hmm. uh, like genes complicated because her parents hate her. Like it. There's so many characters that are predicated like main characters, like the characters that they would actually want to bring in that have depth and are interesting and were already established in the other worlds yeah. that people care about and would potentially and want to see the actors return, that you would have to just start over with new people and kind of lose anything and that's, you have. You know, that's where it comes from is you can't, in my personal opinion, you can't bring the X-Men into the cinematic universe without also bringing in mutant kind as a thing Mm -hmm. and also bringing in 
the opinion of society towards mutant kind. Mm -hmm. You know, in the comics, the big issue with, and in the original films, the big issue with mutants is that they're popping up all over the place. Your powers don't really, like, happen until you're a teenager or even later. Yeah, like puberty. Sometimes earlier, but usually even, like, teen or later. Yeah. And it's genetic. So you could have a kid that you love and adore, and you're staunchly anti-mutant, and you spend 15 years raising this kid, and then suddenly they stop a school bus with air powers that come out of their nipples. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my god, my kid's a mutant and a weird nipple mutant, too, to boot. For those of you who don't know, X-Men are an allegory for yeah, I mean, people who are isolated by society. <laughs> they, yeah, they, you know, they were a stand-in for, you know, racial discrimination, LGBTQ, LGBTQ discrimination. They, you know, especially in like the '80s, they had a lot of metaphors for and connections to what was happening with AIDS at the time, mm-hmm. and that's the. Th- that's the value of these characters yep. is that they represent represent people who don't have representation. Exactly. They are, you know, feared and hated just for who they are perceived to be and for yeah. how they're born for something they can't control. Yep. And people look down on them and hate them. And yet they still are people with loves and friendships and motivations and goals and dreams. And that's the beauty there. And that's why I say you can't just bring mutants in and be like, ta-da, there's mutants now. And now there's super mutants. Yeah. And not have that societal context. So like when we get to the question of how is marvel going to bring that in we have to not only find a way for them to introduce an entire new team of characters team of characters and an entire subset of the world an entire (laughs) species yeah you know effectively um but we have to how do they introduce it and establish it as something that people are afraid of. And that's something that's super complicated right now because we already have been through Civil War, which articulated that people were afraid of people with powers and yeah. then stopped being afraid of people with powers yeah. thanks to Thanos and the blip and the fact that they saved humanity and all of these things. And so how do you reestablish, like, we're cool with all these other mm-hmm. metahumans that have powers and you know, gods and stuff. That's all fine. But this one particular subset yeah. of mutants, we don't like them and, very much. You know, <laughs> well, at the same time, though, I think the MCU has done a really good job creating a complex society in terms of their opinions towards super people true. and superheroes. That is you true. You know, you see that a lot in Hawkeye. You see he's at the broadway theater and is in the bathroom and somebody scrawled thanos was right you know you see people drinking out of thanos was right mugs and stuff and it's like i think that's an interesting i think they've done a good job keeping society i mean realistically where society often is yep teetering on this side of do we accept the avengers and people like that or are we afraid of them yeah. And do we? And you see that in No Way Home. They did a good job representing that. Like, yeah. 
Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Spider-Man's right there. A crowd forms, and some people are like, whoa, man, is that your girlfriend? I want to know more about you. And then other people are like, screw you, man. Your yeah. Mysterio was great. He literally and walks down a line, and half of the people yeah. are pro-Spider-Man, and half are against. Yeah, so. there's that one guy who's like, Mary Jane, are you Spider-Man's girlfriend? Also, are you cool with dating a murderer? You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, he's a perfect example of the split of yeah. like, you know, this cult of celebrity that they've developed it into where they're making musicals about them and stuff. <laughs> but then also this idea that they're, you know, they're fallible. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, And so, you know, we do have a solid foundation for a society for that, but it, it would be hard to justify as something that just happens instantly. Yes. Like, say, Doctor Strange happens, and because of something related to his spell, a bunch of people woke up the next day... Kind of like a reverse House of M. Okay. You know, instead of waking up and now there's no powers, you know, after the, I think it was Decimation, the thing, the follow-up to House of M. Right. Where there was like 256 mutants with powers and yeah. nobody else. You know, instead of waking up and now a bunch of people don't have powers, what if it's the inverse and people wake up and they're like, ah, I'm a mutant. Right. Is that enough? You know, because that would be, sure, that would be like a fear and a paranoia, but it would be more of like a panic. Yeah. Of, like, this is happening instantly. Ah, like, what's going on? And then we would have to catch up to it later for yeah. it to really set in and give us a foundation for uh, the X-Men. So, like, in my opinion, my theory or my opinion of a good way to handle it um, does fall into this multiverse stuff. Okay. You know, it's it's kind of like what you said Um Though you made mention of pulling in like older characters and stuff, and we'll talk about that because I have a very strong opinion on that. <laughs> um, I think the involvement of Scarlet Witch in Multiverse of Madness is a very intentional thing. Okay. Because of the character's history with House of M mm-hmm. and things like that, and what people expect Scarlet Witch to do, <laughs> you know, readers of comics and people who know the character expect her to do these kind of things. Poor Scarlet is um, a betrayer. <laughs> post-Vision Scarlet Witch, we've seen her hunting down her children. She's, yeah. she's trying to find, she's using the power of the Darkhold to try to find her kids. So in my opinion, something that would work would be she finds a multiverse where her kids exist. Okay. Where she has her kids. And through some Scarlet Witch chaos magic sort of power, kind of, she agrees to help Doctor Strange, who's asking her because she's the Scarlet Witch and thus she has reality abilities and that's why he's asking her. But she has these ulterior motives. She's going to find her kids. He's unaware of that. At some point, she reveals her true plan. He tries to stop her. Maybe that's what causes the merger to be only like a partial merger. Okay. But effectively, we get a merged reality. So we do get a reality that has mutants and has kind of that societal feel of mutants. Okay. But we also get a reality that has all the stuff that's already happened. And they kind of come together. I feel like they could do that and make it like an instant, like, a bunch of people have powers suddenly because they've merged with their alternate reality version and just make it a panic thing. Like I said, Feige has said that <laughs> it's, it's gonna take time. going to be time before we get the X-Men. Right. And I think that's good, but we need the mutants now. Yeah. You know, like if we can't we, wait anymore. 
<laughs> if we don't start getting mutants introduced into the MCU and that idea of people being afraid of what mutants represent, then, you know, five, ten years from now, we can't have the X-Men. Yeah. You know, if you bring the X-Men in, they're just super idiots. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? We have plenty of super people. They lose tons <clears throat> of value characters and for what they stand for if they haven't already been established as something that society is uncomfortable with yeah and so that in my opinion is more important a more important use of this multiverse stuff there's a lot of people that are like they're gonna bring in hugh jackman's logan he's coming back they're they're gonna go to a multiverse and they're gonna grab him pull him into our universe now we've got wolverine and it's like who cares yeah why does that matter and I don't I don't think people are looking big picture enough to accept that the value of these characters. Wolverine's kind of a rare case. You could kind of have him be a standalone, but it just wouldn't be as valuable if you don't bring in the whole implications of mutants. I think that's the more important thing to bring in first and then focus on getting the X-Men later. Right. You know? Yeah, I can see that. One thing that I'm curious about that could also be another way that they introduce mutant fear without it being mm -hmm. so sudden <clears throat> is if we do, if they do something like a merger between multiverses, one thing that could come through in the merger that would put fear in people because it's currently a fear in people in the comics is we have been thinking very small size, like, what happens if they only bring in like a handful of mutants? What if they only bring yeah. in a handful of the X-Men? What if instead they brought in everything, including Krakoa? Mm. Mm -hmm. Krakoa comes in, is immediately a political source, is immediately like big into the discussion. They have social economic power. They are immediately a threat to America because, you know... They have all of this, like, political stuff going on. That could easily be a way. It's not even... And, and if you bring in K Krakoa, there is the expectation of, if you have the mutant gene, which maybe has to be activated or something, mm -hmm. but lots of people have it, just don't know it, <clears throat> you have access to this paradise of Krakoa. So yeah. families are breaking up. And, like, there's all this drama that could come from just the existence of Krakoa itself. Yeah. Because Krakoa kind of brought a new fur... Because, you know, people kind of got used... Like, I won't say people got used to mutants in the comics, but, like, people kind of got used to mutants in the comics. Like, you kind of... It'd been so long that it was like, yeah, okay, you're mutants, we got it. And everybody... They started having more internal turmoil than external turmoil. And then Hickman introduced Krakoa, and now everybody's really pissed off at the mutants again. And it reinvigorated this, like... Yeah damn you mutants and so maybe that's something they're going to utilize because we haven't really discussed the concept of bringing krakoa in but it would make sense because the hickman verse of x-men in the hickman era came almost it felt like a response to them buying fox because time-wise it was like Okay, well, we screwed up in humans, so let's kill all them off in the comics. Yeah. And let's just walk away from that let's, and just yeah. hands clean. Let's, literally let's migrate hire away from that. Donnie Cates to murder the inhumans because <laughs> yeah. we messed it up. Yeah, we screwed that one up, so let's just sweep them under a rug. It's fine. 
sorry, Kevil Smith. We know you enjoyed writing about the adorable dog, but um, we, just, dog, yeah. we just we can't we can't do it anymore. Um, and then <clears throat> Hickman came in and was like, "X Men revitalized," and so maybe that's something they're thinking. Maybe so much of this has been Hickman. Help us come up with an idea that we can really like thrust the X Men in the MCU, yeah. and it would make sense. And he's like, "Oh, plans." <laughs> and yeah, I mean that. Happened, you that's know? the thing, right? Is there's a lot of stuff that's been happening in modern comics that does feel like it's geared toward a potential movie, yeah, or potentially being a part of the MCU, right? And <clears throat> but at the same time, with the way the MCU is working, they're moving through kind of older story arcs. So you see things like King in Black, which very much felt like, you know, Marvel making something that involved enough characters that Sony wouldn't be able to do it by themselves. <laughs> but if they ever got a Venom in their universe, they could potentially do this big, bombastic, cool thing around this character that a lot of people love. Yeah. And... You know, because Sony does not have the rights to Null. No, Marvel does. Exactly. And so they won't be able to do a King and Black movie, but King and Black was a big bombastic event and it would be cool to do. Um, would they ever do it? I don't know. I mean, there's tons of, you know, speculators and, you know, first appearance people online that are like, it would be a great movie. Like, it would be really cool, but they would need to be able to have Venom to be able to make it work. Um and now they have a symbiote. So who knows? Uh, Big shrug. But that's when you look at those kind of things. So you look at like Krakoa. Krakoa would be a really, and a lot of the stories coming out of Krakoa mm -hmm. would be a really fun way to get tons of content out of the X-Men. But with the way they've been working their movies, getting to the point of Krakoa, we're like 30 years out. I know. You know, so like. <laughs> That's the thing is like getting to the, with where Spider-Man is and the fact that we just got a symbiote. If we have to go through the same processes to get to like a King of Black, for instance. Right. We're like 30 years out from that. Yeah. So it's like. I, I, I like the wildness that is the theory of bringing Krakoa in. It's bonkers. It's effectively but, a reverse House of M. It's her what, bringing in all the mutants. Well, what, what they would need to do is bring all these characters in and just accept that some of the older stories and establishment stories aren't going to happen. Yeah. You know, be like, this This is Cyclops and his X-Men. Deal with it. We're not doing first class. Get over it. We're not yeah. going to show you how Professor Xavier got everyone together. Get over it. This is who they are. Move on. And, you know... They did that with Spider-Man. They did. We didn't have an origin story for Spider-Man. We did not. People have seen that origin forever. There's certain characters in these superhero things that we just don't need any more origin stories of. Oh my God, we know how Gene happens. You it's know, fine. like, <laughs> I am excited for the Batman, but I'm also kind of frustrated that they decided to go with kind of a year one sort of setup. Yeah. Instead of just diving into any other... Like a long Halloween or a hush or, you know, do like an Arkham Asylum games, Arkham City game kind of thing. Or just stop messing around and give me a damn Batman Beyond already. Yeah. God. And, you know, it's <laughs> my problem with it is, is because the only real way to have a year one story is to spend a decent amount of time on his origin. Again. His parents got shot. 
we get it. We don't <laughs> need it anymore. Like we don't need movies that give spend time on that. So sad. We know. Literally, no. like the Spider-Man movies that came out recently. He's like, I got bit by a spider. That's it. That's, that's all we. That's all we said. Yeah. Throwaway lines of him being like, "Ever since I got bit by that spider," and that's <laughs> it. We have not seen Tom Holland get bit by a spider or have his like Tobey Maguire wake up buff moment. Like we haven't seen that. We don't need it. We just don't need origins for it. People get it. People know who Spider Man <laughs> is. <laughs> and while the X Men origin, like the origins of the X Men and the individual X Men's aren't as known for people you know are they that important you know they don't even really hit on the individual origins on many 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 of the x-men in the original x-men movies so do we need to see professor xavier going around and grabbing up people do we need to see cyclops you know scott and alex in an orphanage and scott getting hit with a brick and suddenly losing control of his eyeballs no do we need to see these things and <laughs> we don't, you know, so it's I think that's an interesting point to make just on superhero stuff going forward forever is do we need to hyper origin every character we do? Like, how much do we need to do that? Or can we just have it be? And the introduction of the shows has really helped with this because you can kind of slow drip these origins. You can be like. You know, like Maya Lopez and Hawkeye recently. Yeah. We kind of got like a slow feed of what her origin was. It was like we saw her and then they did like a little montage of her as a kid. <clears throat> and then we kind of got more story of her like extended story going right. going on uh, throughout the rest of the show. And then like Kate Bishop. We didn't see her. We saw the very beginning of the show was her... During the battle for New York. Her seeing Hawkeye. We didn't then see her go off and do martial arts stuff and go off and do arrow things and go off and do sports things. We don't need origin montages anymore. Yeah. There wasn't a big like <laughs> training montage of her becoming the best archer. It literally just cut to her being a really good archer. And then we saw like awards and accolades and we knew exactly who that was. Denormalize. At that point in time. Denormalize Karate Kid-esque montages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Wild theory. But I don't hate it. Um, I guess the big begging question is, do we bring in new characters or do we bring in the old people? That's where it gets complicated because, okay, here's something that I have to, I have to preface. There was some rumor mill building on the internet from random Twitter leakers. Mm -hmm. We know them. Sometimes they're very right. Yeah. Sometimes they're super wrong. We're never quite sure until we see the movies. In this particular instance, there was a Twitter leaker who was like, so... The Spider-Man No Way Home movie is a love letter to the Sony Spider-Man universe. It is bringing in characters. It is, you know, showing the appreciation and the love to the previous iterations of Spider-Man and doing all these good things and tying up loose ends. And they were right. Yeah. In that same instance, they said that Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is a love letter to the Fox universe and the X-Men. So it's entirely possible that 
there's going to be in the multi and I, I think this is interesting because we've we now had a trailer quote unquote for this Doctor Strange movie mm-hmm. but you don't see anything yeah. in that trailer yeah. and that makes me very suspicious because that to me says they're going to be multiverse hopping and we're going to see people we're not allowed to know we're supposed to see Yeah, and so the two options here are that movie's going to be a love letter to Fox in that we see all these old cast members, we see all these old actors in their existence, and then we come back to our own universe after we put all the toys back in the box, and we get new people who represent these characters, and you're okay with it because you've seen <clears throat> two storms, you've seen two genes, you've yeah. seen two Pat, well, uh, you've seen two, and that's Xavier's. the that's the groundwork that No Way Home laid, right? Right, because we had three Peter Parkers. And they were all different. And they were all different. You know. Or it's a love letter in that we're going to see all these characters. And then, like I said before, they're going to springboard off of the popularity and the sentiment and the, um, what's the, nostalgia of those movies and bring some of those actors back to yeah. be in our world. And now... They're just here now. My biggest issue with that is just that you, in order to make that work, you would need to cherry pick from the two different universes, kind of quote unquote universes, Mm -hmm. because there are characters from the original ones that were better than characters from the later ones. And there are characters from the later ones that were better than the originals. Look at it, you Famke Jansen. You are my G. (laughs) yeah and so it's like you would have a lot of weird cherry picking with that so i just i don't personally like that and i don't i also don't think it's big picture enough because the reality of bringing the x-men in is the way marvel needs to bring the x-men in is to revitalize the mcu when things start to kind of like peter out they need to say okay popularity's waning Boom, X-Men. The X-Men are going to be the focus now. People are tired of the Avengers and the sci-fi and the space people. Yep. You know what I mean? So let's do X-Men. X-Men now. Yep. And they so they need something that they can build another decade or two worth of films off of. Right. And if you bring in the Patrick Stewart's and the Hugh Jackman's, are you going to be able to lock them down for that many movies? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a good question. And... That also removes your ability to introduce new people later. You know, you could open the X-Men with no Wolverine and then introduce Wolverine later. Wolverine in the comics comes into the X-Men later. So you could bring him in later. You could bring Gambit in later. And so I don't know. I absolutely see it being a thing they do. (laughs) Right. But I kind of hope it's more of your first thing that you said where they introduce the idea of like, look, it's two Jean Greys. Like, get Sophie Turner and Famke back and be like, it's two different Jean Greys. And then we have a whole new one. You know, and, you know, then even why not give us a new character, bring Hugh Jackman in and then have whoever you've cast as Wolverine come in and be like, whoa, oh, my God. Taron Egerton. (laughs) (laughs) I have been preaching it for a long time. I think what's interesting to me, the most interesting thing to me about Multiverse of Madness, which really makes me think that they're planning something big with it. And that might just be wishful thinking. 
because we haven't had a lot of like really big like changes to the MCU like oh cool Harry Styles is here neat right you know um we haven't had anything that really like shakes up Everything. what's next right uh we haven't seen shit from this movie nothing Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were photographed on set of No Way Home literally like a year ago I know. and nothing's come out from so either nothing's happening or Disney is doing every stop they can to contain they what's bought happening. an island named Krakoa and everything's being filled on this isolated yeah. or <clears throat> location. you know if they have any reveals it's done like in a studio with like a smaller Closed set crew like they're not doing any on location shots with like the new Wolverine or anything like yeah. that you know like cuz that's always when it when the problem happens is when they do something on location and some douchebag who you know was just popping down to the Starbucks. It's like that Andrew Garfield click, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> so maybe they're just containing this one more. I don't know. What I do know is like, in my personal opinion, this is the best chance for them to start introducing mutant stuff. Agreed. And they just need to, you know? Now, I think this is probably a good final question because we have talked about Inhumans today. We have talked about the X-Men today. We have talked about all the possibilities. Now, here is the yeah, big question. Ask, yeah. Are we missing the most obvious choice? Because we have already been told that Agents <clears throat> of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all of the Inhuman crap and all of the stuff that happened that they just went rug sweep. That is a separate timeline a la Loki. That yeah. is a, a different it's a different multiverse, effectively. It's a different timeline. It's not our world. That stuff didn't happen in the MCU. Deal with it. Finger guns. Okay? Is Kamala a mutant? Or is Kamala an inhuman? Because I... they have to set up a lot for... Or is she neither? Is she just some rando? How are they bringing Kamala in and is she the answer to our mutant woes personally think kamala is gonna have some sort of new origin related to the scroll interesting but i don't know because we've we've seen that and this is one thing that i forgot to mention we have seen already that uh wanda's powers can give individuals power Okay. Because it happened with Monica. Okay. She forced her way in, got power. That so is true. We have already seen that Wanda's chaos magic has the capability of empowering people. Was that in New Jersey? I don't think so. My brain just was like. I guess it just felt like it was middle America. So I think, you know, there's a possibility that it has something to do with that. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with Miss Marvel since they don't have access to the Inhumans. It's very confusing. Um, like I said, I personally think because they're connecting her, like her first real introduction is going to be... Because the, the Marvels is happening before the Miss Marvel show, right? Or is it is the Miss Marvel show happening and then the Marvels? I think the Miss Marvel show is happening first. Okay. I think. Because I was, I was going to say maybe that's how they... Because, I mean, Captain Marvel's all about, like, the Kree and the scroll and stuff like that. So maybe 
they'll do something with that. But I don't know. Maybe they'll make her a mutant, or maybe the result of multiverse of madness will cause cause some sort of like power. Thing. Westview is Westview, New Jersey. Okay, yeah, maybe she was in Westview. Holy crap, you're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think yeah. of that. But as soon as you were like, what if she's from Chaos Magic? I was like, that was New Jersey, wasn't it? And yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think one thing, too, that we need to, you know, just to kind of round everything up, we've been talking a lot about Multiverse of Madness and how, in my opinion, it is the best chance for them the to key. start. The best chance for them to start introducing the mutants. And I think... The reason I say that is because, A, I think they need to do it earlier as opposed to later, so it needs to happen soon. Yeah. And this is, like, the next, in my opinion, real moment for them to do it. Yep. And the inclusion of Scarlet Witch, who, A, typically has strong connections to mutants, B, has reality-altering powers, and C, as I've said, we've already seen her give somebody abilities. Poor Scarlet so, was a mutant for, like, 30 yeah. years. She's a great focal point for bringing in an entire like subset of society that yeah. has abilities. Scarlet Witch is a great focal point for She's that. She's the key. However, we do have somebody else coming up. Oh. That could be a focal point for it. Oh. Because we do have uh Kang the Conqueror coming in. Oh. In Ant-Man Quantumania. True. So Okay. Who's to say they might, they, I mean, they spent the entirety of Loki and they've got another season of Loki, you know, referencing alternate timelines and branching timelines and stuff like that. Right. You know, at the end of Loki, we see him in an entirely different timeline. Yep. So there could be some, you know, changey wangies happening with that. <laughs> um, and, you know, that is technically the moment that we got introduced to Kang, the Conqueror. Right. Um. He wasn't Kang in that, but his what happened at the end seemed to suggest he himself seemed to suggest what was coming was the Conqueror version of himself. Yeah. Um, and we know that that's what's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So maybe that will be what results in some sort of because that is admittedly like while the multiverse is a great place to do some change up if they don't happen to do enough of it. Going into the quantum realm and dealing with alternate timelines and stuff is another great opportunity to bring a bunch of that stuff in. Well, and it helps, too, because there's been big talk that Kang is going to be an important piece to getting the other Fox IP into the MCU, mm -hmm. which is the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So who's to say? I would like to see it happen in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. That's Agreed. my personal opinion. Um, I think utilizing alternate timelines and time travel and stuff could be another way of doing it but um personally for me they just need to do it soon we yeah. need to we need to start developing movies and tv shows that exist in a world where mutants are something that's feared even Pull if that the trigger. tv shows aren't about mutants you know it would be fine to have the echo show have some throwaway background noise of like damn mutants or like a news report of being like terror in westchester or something like that you know yeah. what i mean like we need it yeah needs to start happening agreed so if we're gonna get the x-men at any point in time we have to establish this 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 foundation of mutants it needs to be soon 
you know. Yeah. And just please don't bring in the old people. Bring them in as bring them in as throwaway people, like cameos. Let them be there, but then let them go away and let us start over. Start <clears throat> fresh. You mm-hmm. did it with Tom and it worked real good. Yeah. You third time's a charm. <laughs> yeah. And if you are going to bring people in for the long haul, Famco. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Cuz she's great. <laughs> Well, that's been the ramblings of two crazy people. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, you about, made it through your first cover spiracy. Uh, about when the X-Men will come in and what their best route into the MCU is. Uh, do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Do you have your own theories? Do you have your own wild theories? Go ahead and let us know. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can comment on there and let us know how you felt about uh, our theories here today. That's right, at Cover B Podcast. You can also find past episodes and our standard weekly episodes at CoverBPodcast.com. <clears throat> Thank you again for listening. As always, I have been Chris. This has been T. Hi. Uh, and you have been joining us on Cover B. Bye, everybody. Bye. I think it's safe to say we can put the mutant case to bed. You did good work out there, kid. Kept your head on straight and never took no guff from Patrick Stewart's. Now we can move on to other cases, like the mystery of why so many Hollywood directors wear ball caps. (laughs) 